When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And, uh, oh, wow. Okay. So I was on the wrong microphone. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering why I was hearing like, wait a minute. Am I echoing? Okay. So how much of that did everyone hear? Uh, let's start over. Who are you, Matthew okay. Collar? Welcome. Matthew Collar filling in for <laughs> Shaletta Brundage here today. I asked you right before we went on, is it the one on the left or the one on the right? You but know, you could tell we're working through this. Yeah, you know what? I should I shouldn't blame you. That is entirely <laughs> that is entirely on me. I take full responsibility. So reset. Matthew Collar in for Shaletta. Shaletta is going to join the show later on today. And uh we're gonna talk a lot of sports though. On the show, so if you're looking for Shaletta and her brand of uniqueness, um, she's going to be on a little later. Twelve thirty, she's going to check in, and one thirty-five from a um, a charity golf tournament. So that's what she's out doing today. So it gives us a chance to talk a little sports here, which is what I do. Uh, I run the website Purple Insider, cover the Minnesota Vikings. Naturally, there will be football talk. So in about fifteen twenty minutes, we're going to hear from Tyler Dunn who is a feature writer, runs the website, Go Long TD, used to work for Bleacher Report. He did a big in-depth piece about the Minnesota Vikings culture. He talked to Kevin O'Connell, multiple other people, and also Terrence Newman, former Viking, kind of went all in on uh, Mike Zimmer. So I'm going to discuss that with him. And then later in the show, Bryant McFadden, who is from CBS Sports. He also played in the NFL and happens to be the cousin and co-host on a podcast with Patrick Peterson. So he's going to come up a little later in the show. But I wanted to start out uh, talking about Serena Williams. And uh, Carrie and I here in the studio discovered right before we went, we went on that we are the exact same age. Mm-hmm. And I think, Carrie, that there are things that 36-year-old people are dealing with mm-hmm. in this universe being officially like transitioning from, oh, look, I'm an adult now to, oh, my God, I am old. What? Yeah. Like it, there, there wasn't too there wasn't too many years in between there between like I'm a grown up and now I'm old and Serena Williams playing her last match is an old punch right in the gut. Yeah, don't I mean you remember you still I, I would grow up you know we were growing up and we'd watch her yeah and her sister right you remember still the the beads in their hair and all of that and how what she I yeah what does this mean for us she's retiring what does this mean for us what does it mean for us <laughs> um, Tiger. Barely plays oh, golf anymore. Yeah. So he's pretty much washed. Right. Um, you like the New York Yankees I and do. they retired Paul O'Neill's number, yes. which really? Uh, <laughs> are we doing Michael Kadire here? I, and, and I like Michael Kadire, but like retiring the number for yeah. Paul O'Neill? But, the, but this is the thing. If anyone under the age of like 
you know, 34 heard me rant about retiring Paul O'Neill's number, they'd be like, who in the world are you talking about? Right. Like, what is going on Um, with Serena? People like her sort of bridge that gap, because if you're 18 years old, you've watched a lot of Serena Williams. Mm -hmm. And if you're 36 years old, you've watched a lot of Serena Williams Mm -hmm. and you've watched her be great and dominant. And you could always point to her as like, what is the definition of greatness? Serena, Serena Williams, right. Yeah. And there's people that span 20, 30 years, 30 years? No, like 20, 20 years of her career that could all say that. And so as she was walking off the court last night, and it was beautiful, and she said, uh, I think we played the, the clip here on the CBS News, but she said, like, without Venus, there's no Serena, which was so nice. And and, and it was the, the way that she lost was also the best because – she kept battling and it seemed like it was over and then it wasn't over. And it seemed like, like, like every point, And I don't know a lot about tennis, but I was tuning in to see this. Every point was like agonizing. And it was clear that she was totally gassed and had nothing left, but she was just giving everything she had. Uh, and as, as she walked off, it kind of struck me of how long in my life I've had Serena Williams existing as this like all-time great athlete and how that's gone now. And he's like, Oh, I am officially years old that people that I spent my entire life watching this sport are retiring and walking away. And I don't know who the next person in this sport is going to be. And there's just like these, I think that mid thirties is definitely where these things start to strike you a lot more or in the NFL draft, when they're drafting kids of people that you grew up watching and you're like, oh, come on, there's no way that guy was old enough to have a kid in the NFL now. No way. Yeah, or coaches. Coach, we're now older than coaches. That hurts me. That hurts me. You know? <laughs> or, yeah, every, we're just so much older than people on these teams. The kid, the, I mean, they're kids. They're playing. They're 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, at Vikings like practice, they play music. And yeah. I don't recognize you. Don't, a lot yeah. Of it. yeah. Who I, you know, who I like, uh, Albert Pujols. Though, oh he's yeah, still, he's an older guy. He's still playing. But that's coming that's to an great, end as well. But that makes me happy. So it's <laughs> like every, but like every year, yeah. every couple months almost, there's a new like this guy's walking away from the game, or this uh, Serena walking away, Sue Bird, Sylvia Fowles, like these people who have just been a part of your sports existence for so long, and then you do look up and. We're just used to the age of the athletes. Like, we get older and they stay the same age for the most part. But then there are these people who have been there with you for this entire time. And now so many of them are starting to walk away. I think it's just one of those sort of like it kind of strikes you of where you're at in life. Like, I'm um, having work done at the house so we're putting in, like, new laundry and things like that. That's another one. When you start doing stuff, when you, like, at the house yeah. and then athletes are retiring, like, I mowed the lawn yesterday and felt really good about it. Like, what? What? who am I? I, I was excited <laughs> about we got a new dishwasher, and that was a great <laughs> thing in my life. <laughs> yeah, when you're excited about dishwashers. So, yeah, you just things change, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sure that there are people listening to this station. We're on AM radio, so there's that. But, like, who are like, oh, you youths at your 36, wait till you're whatever other age. But, uh, you know, people who 
I remember Terry Bradshaw letting it loose and <laughs> heaving it down the field. Like the, the every every one of us becomes that person. There's a and then like here's a good example referencing shows that no one would possibly watch unless they were like our age. But there's a Simpson scene where Grandpa Simpson says like I used to be hip. But uh, now what's hip is scary, and it'll happen to you <laughs> like that person all the time. But it uh, it a privilege to watch Serena Williams fight to the very end the way she did, and her opponent. I didn't have the sound up, so I'm not sure of the how. How do you say your name? And it's tennis. Um, Tom Janovich, maybe. Uh, she was so nice because I I turned it up like right at the end to hear the interviews, and she was so great and so gracious at the end. That if you haven't seen that, like go find that because it was the the most perfect class way to win to go out when everyone was rooting against you. It would just be so easy to be like, well, I won. Who's Serena? Never heard of her. See ya. Uh, and she was the exact opposite. And so it was something that you know you kind of maybe don't follow women's tennis all the time or uh, any kind of tennis all the time and sort of pop in. But Serena's always been there, and now she is retired. So let's uh, take a quick break. We'll come back. I have a question about the fair, since it's the fair, if you haven't heard on the station that there's a fair going on. Uh, So I have a question for you about that. And then Tyler Dunn, who wrote this big piece about the Vikings, he's going to come up in uh, about 15 minutes. Matthew Collar in for Shaletta. We'll be right back. Welcome back here on WCCO. Matthew Collar in for Shaletta. She will be popping in in about an hour. She is out at a celebrity, or not celebrity, I'm sorry, a charity. There Maybe there's celebrity. Well, she's there. So she's the celebrity at the charity golf tournament. And uh, she told me that she doesn't play golf. So she's just hanging out at a hole. And uh, she's sponsoring a hole. So she's just going to be the, uh, I don't know, heckler maybe. I'll have to ask her what she's doing. Uh, but I wanted to ask you a fair question, um, state fair, that is, not reasonable. Uh, and uh, then we'll talk with Tyler Dunn in a few minutes about the Vikings and uh, their new culture as the season gets started next week against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, do you like that the Minnesota State Fair is such a part of, like, who we are as Minnesotans? Like, if someone said, and I and I didn't grow up here, so my first day here outside of unpacking was going to the fair. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got hired here to cover the Vikings. So I moved from Buffalo, New York, and then uh, the station that I was with at the time, now defunct, uh, is was broadcasting from the fair. So I was like, all right, you got to, you know, you got to go out there and you got to broadcast. And now when I was in New York, they had a fair. Mm-hmm. It was fairly big, I guess. I had never gone to really the state fair. People didn't talk about it. No one really cared. I was like, what is this? this? Like, this is this is not a fair. This is a small county. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've and then I came to realize like how important this event is to Minnesotans. And I have to say that I I love it as a part of Minnesota, like being as a part of who you are as a Minnesotan. And when someone asks you like. So, uh, what's Minnesota like? Is it cold up there? You're like, oh, yeah. Well, how'd you figure that out, genius? But uh, it's uh, it, like the, if you were to say, like, what are the great things that exist here that make it different, aside from it being an ice capsule half the time, uh, the Minnesota State Fair is at the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah, and you told me you got to go out there. Did you, you know, you 
you've you've been here a few years now, years now. Yeah. So what's your, what are your favorite foods? You know, everybody, that's the thing, right? Everybody says, okay, have you been to the fair? And then follow it up with, what have you eaten? What did you eat? What yes, should we eat? Yes, Tell yes. me about it. So what and, did you eat? <laughs> and, I, and I like that too. I like that like, when a place, any place, has specific questions that only they would understand. Like if you went to... I don't know. Pick a state. Colorado. And you were like, what's your favorite food at the state fair? They'd be like, did you hit your head? Like, what are you t-? But if you said it to anybody here, if I went out on the street and asked the first person that walked by me, what's your favorite food at the fair? They'd be like, oh, oh I had one of those things on a stick. Yeah. Uh, but I have to tell you, um, this is uh, just admit about the fair yes. and my food um, consumption is I'm not adventurous. Yeah. I am a very basic food person. So I'll get like... Some chicken, like the corn, yeah, the cookies. Yeah, I'm not like going around trying pizza with pickles on it or crocodile meat or, or anything <laughs> like that. Like that's not that's not really me. I it, I'm like this with uh, Las Vegas too. Mm. Every time I've been to Las Vegas, I don't gamble or drink, so I just like look at everything. That's me at the fair. I think that's a lot of people. I think that's pretty. I think that's, you know, Steve Thompson last week we were talking. He was at the fair. Um, He'll be broadcasting again there today later on. Um, But he was saying what's so great about the fair is that somehow it it changes every year, but it stays the same. Mm -hmm. And I that's so true. It it you know, they add all these things, but you can always just go back to the the Prano pup. I almost said corn dog. I don't know. You got to get the Prano uh, pot. Right, right, right. Um, and, you know, and the Sweet Martha's. It's all you, you have these. They become such a part of your life and the tradition. And, and yeah, I mean, it's great. You can go out and try that fancy pizza with the pickles on it. Um, <laughs> and people are going to love that. But you always, you know, you go back to that. Uh, the things that we see every year that we've had growing up. Every That's the thing. It's always like you, you can talk to your 80-year-old grandma. She has stories about the fair and eating a prano pop, you know, and and that's what's so wonderful. Um, so I'm glad that you like it. You've you've it's become part of you. Yeah, it certainly has. And when you're not from here, this is also a place where most people are from here. Uh, in media, not so much because this is a media market that you aim for. Like when I I grew up in Buffalo, and when I grew up there, like that was the media market I started in because I went to college there. That's a very small media market. So your goal often in a place like that is to go to a place like this. So in our industry, there's lots of people. Uh, one of my friends on the beat, Chad Graff, who worked for The Athletic, like he just moved his family back to New England. He was originally from that area, came out here to take the job and so forth. So there's a lot of people in, in media who are like, oh, where are you from sort of thing. But most Minnesotans are from Minnesota, and it takes a little bit to even sort of adapt to what it means to be a Minnesotan which I which I like and I'm I'm really interested by like specific cultures within like we all are in the United States but uh this place has its own sort of thing and it and throughout the summer any any time within this like 3 week period it's like make it out to the fair oh yeah yeah have a good time oh yeah great oh fair was great this year like it's part it's it becomes part of the uh the small talk of being a Minnesotan is asking someone if they yeah. went to the fair i like that that was one of the first questions i asked you yes, wasn't it it was, it was. Yes. It totally was it's just a great, yeah, something to talk about. You know, it, it's it's our one break from talking about the weather, I think. You know, in Minnesota, uh-huh. it's always, you talk about the weather first. So for, right, for three weeks, we get to talk about the fair yeah. and not just, hey, that weather today, huh? <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I, I think that that is absolutely way better than the weather small talk. The weather small talk is, not, if we were like ranking worst small talk, discussions about the lawn with the neighbors, <laughs> 
Yeah, had a had a lot of sticks fall in that windstorm last night. Like, oh man, just what am I doing with my life? Uh, and then like, looks like it's gonna be. Uh, I got the weather right here next to me. It looks like it's gonna be uh, seventy five early September. That's nice. Yeah, not too hot though. I guess like that's way worse than what you eat at the fair. At least we can have that discussion. So anyway, uh, I I have really uh, as far as things that in the last it was twenty sixteen when I got here. So that's what, six years? Is that six years? Is that eight years? How many years is that? Six. That's six years. So in the, in the last six years of being Minnesotan, uh, it's one of my favorite unique things about this place. So every time it kind of does represent in a little way, because it's right before the start of football season, the end of summer for me, because once football season starts, it's complete madness. Um, but also like this thing that makes us special. So there you go. Uh, let's talk some football when we come back. Tyler Dunn from Go Long TD, former Bleacher Report uh, writer, had a really in-depth article about the Minnesota Vikings and their culture under Kevin O'Connell and what they were dealing with with Mike Zimmer in recent years. So we will bring that to you next. Matthew Collar in for Shaletta here. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. On WCCO. Joining me from Go Long TD, Tyler Dunn, who has uh, just put out a long piece on the Minnesota Vikings, their new culture, and Mike Zimmer, some interesting insight as well. Tyler, what is going on, man? What's up? I, I feel like we're, we're due for this. You know, every it started every couple of years, but now we're doing it a little bit more regularly, right? I was out there in person. We uh, hung out at that brewery, so I think we got to pick up the pick up the pace here. I like it. No, we definitely do, and uh, I've always got time for you, and Vikings fans always have time for your insightful reporting because it's like every time every time you're out there or every time you're talking to Vikings people, my eyebrows raise because I'm like, oh, what is going to come from this? It's always something interesting. And this particular piece, and uh, people can go find it. I tweeted it out, but also uh, go long TD on Substack, golongtd.com. It'll take you right there. Uh, it is very interesting about the new culture that Kevin O'Connell is trying to put in, which I think, and you even write this at one point, 
with when you say culture, a lot of it's just like z z z z you know, like fall asleep. But I think that when you contrast it with what these players were coming from to what they're getting with Kevin O'Connell, and that's really tied together with things that Terrence Newman said, I think it hits home of how much difference this could be. And so let's talk about what Newman said. I have not seen Terrence Newman say anything on the record about Mike Zimmer and his culture uh, before until he talked to you for this piece. And I was really taken aback because he was always a Zimmer defender and a Zimmer guy and a lifelong Zimmer guy. But he even had to admit that when you are a grouch all the time and you don't treat players well and you don't treat them like people, but just commodities that are there to win you football games, that it really grates on people. And I saw a bunch of tweeters say, if you lost Terrence Newman, then you lost pretty much everybody. And I think that really is indicative of how bad it got at times with Mike Zimmer. You just nailed it. I mean, yeah, Terrence Newman, he, he was drafted by Bill Parcells, who, as everybody knows, was Mike Zimmer's mentor. I mean, he came up as an old football soul, right? He loves the grime of the position, the grime of the game. We, we, I mean, we both love talking to Terrence Newman. It's, I, I've told you a million times, he's the reason I have a shaved head. He looked at me in 2016 and said, what the hell are you doing? Let it go. That's pathetic. And that was the first time we met. So he's a straight shooter, as straight as they come. And, yeah, I, I think that he really kind of embodied a lot of the positivity and the good that comes out of a Mike Zimmer, right? And, and we talked about this for my series in November 2020 when I did that. And are they going to rise up with Mike Zimmer? I mean, the headline of that was straight from a Terrence Newman quote and said, you know, when he's beating you down like this and he's berating you, you know, if you can rise up in that practice moment, you're going to rise up and, and, and on game day. And there is something to that. But when it's day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, season in and season out, and he's constantly grinding and grinding, you know, physically, of course, you know, the practices in Minnesota are, God, I'm, I'm all for physicality. You know, I love talking about the Steelers training camp and how they still hit, but Mike Tomlin is, is smart about it. Doesn't sound like Mike Zimmer was necessarily smart about it and how he would wear guys down physically. So you get to the game and guys are worn out, but but mentally, I, I think it's just the constant berating grown ass adults in meetings. It got old and it got old fast and he had favorites. You know, we get into all of this and in, in the, the stories that we'll have up. Part one's up now. I'll be posting part two here soon, but it's, yeah, I mean, it, that, that pissed guys off when, he, when he's got some favorites and he's constantly picking on those young guys. And it just got to a point where enough was enough. They had to move on. They had to go this exact opposite direction. So to truly understand, like you said, Matt, like what Kevin O'Connell's talking about with this culture and why it was so needed, you do have to look back a little bit. Yeah, and I think that that has to be said because, it, you know, a lot of times – Everybody who comes in as a head coach is just going to say, we've got to change the culture. We've got to change the culture. And it can mean a million different things. Um, this kind of does have the same feeling, but less corny and extreme as Matt Patricia going to Dan Campbell. Like, yeah, Matt Patricia abusing players and telling the media to sit up in their chairs was not what that franchise needed when they needed to rebuild themselves. But this is a little bit different. But I did want to read, uh, and we'll get into that, just the situation they're in being different from how it looks most of the time when you fire the worn out ogre and then you bring in the new person. Normally that's rebuilding, but now there's actually pressure to win, uh, which they admit to you that there is. But this quote from Newman really stuck out to me. He says about Mike Zimmer, 
He was never in a good mood. People sense that stuff. You come in and you have an attitude. What the F are you mad about? There's this dude over here playing with a bum knee and giving it everything he's got. Could have sat out, but he said, you know what? I want, I want there to be for my boys. I want to go out. I, I want to uh, push myself. He's referring to the player with the bum knee. Um, and then this guy's over here grumpy about the possibility of getting fired and still making however much money uh, he's going to make next year because he's got a guaranteed contract. Tell me how that's fair. And uh, I think I have a pretty good sense of who he's talking about with the bum knee still going out and playing there. But um, yeah, that, uh, that with Zimmer... I think that his lack of ability to understand everybody else in the room and what they were going through and dealing with as trying to give them everything they could. And those players were tight in the locker room. There's a lot of veteran players who've known each other for a long time. And yet he just didn't seem to ever understand that like he was coming across as kind of selfish by being this way. And especially by not communicating enough with the players and, and understanding where they were coming from in, in certain situations he just missed he just missed on that. That was like Zimmer's big Achilles heel. He knew how to do a lot of things, but that was the one thing that seemed to bring him down is that he just had no interest in what was going on with anybody else. Completely because you're either I mean and that's kind of like the granular, right? Like day to day not understanding what these guys are going through where Kevin O'Connell does and he played um which is crazy that Zimmer he really should know at this point because he has coached a very long time, but he doesn't get that. But also not understanding that, you know, you're either unbelievably naive to be that irate over media talking about your job security, right? That, that's another element of this, big picture-wise. People are calling for his job, and he's bitching about it behind the scenes. Yeah, and I heard this from multiple people. It drove, it drove him nuts. He, he, he couldn't understand why people were calling for his job. And he would let that out on the players, Like, that's how it was the last few years. He he was mad at how he was being perceived, and then he let it out on everybody that he's coaching day in and day out, and misery just is contagious. (laughs) It absolutely became contagious. So that's why Kevin O'Connell's trying to take it the opposite direction, where, yeah, it might might seem corny at times. It might seem like, oh, we've heard this before, but it means something to be as positive as he is because he wants that to catch on. In the same way, I guess the misery caught on, but for all the right reasons, right? If, if you're just constantly putting these messages on T-shirts and putting it up on a shield and talking this way all of the time, you know, it, it's just going to be like osmosis. It's just gonna, it's just gonna become part of you of, of who you are, how you attack the profession. And he is a quarterback. Let's face it. I mean, he was a third round pick. The Patriots gave up on him. He bounced around team to team to team to team. And then he was done. So he gets the callousness of the NFL, I think, in a way Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer never did. If you remember from the uh, hard knocks with the Cleveland Browns, contagious, bro, contagious. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, well, so this is the, this is where we have to go to now is, is how much this is actually going to matter. Because as much as all of these things, I think, did weigh on this team, the one thing about um, the Mike Zimmer era, and you went through all the close games that they lost. And there's been a few little jabs of like, hey, you know, maybe when players don't feel like they're going to get screamed at, they could play a little more loose and everything else. And there is a part of me 
that just recoils a little bit and says, oh, yeah, it wasn't the player's fault, right? Wink, wink. Like, uh, hey, like as if Mike Zimmer ran out on the field and didn't make that play when uh, Cooper Rush threw to Amari Cooper for a game-winning touchdown. Or, hey, did Mike Zimmer make you go too far in the end zone so the Lions could beat you with it? Like, Mike didn't do that stuff. You guys did. So now it's on you to change that. But the problem is also, Tyler, is that you don't get to go back in time. It's like if you went back in time two years and gave the team to Kevin O'Connell, I think maybe we're talking about some different outcomes here, like with the way people were handled, but also maybe a more patient approach of rebuilding the team. But now all of these guys who were with Zimmer for so long, they're in the latter parts of their career. Uh, Kirk Cousins is 34 years old. Like there's a lot of things that you can't sort of just go rewrite history that it's sort of a a new set of challenges that O'Connell has to face that I don't think is as simple as just, Hey, let's everybody love up on each other. You're absolutely right. I mean, because we've heard that before and it has failed before at some point, the actual football is going to matter. And I do think that there is a correlation between you know, if you really get to the nitty gritty, Terrence Newman talked about this. Ben Lieber, I know you guys all know out there, talked about it as well. If you're a defensive player and you're overthinking things and you're worried about taking this step or that step, especially a defensive back in a Mike Zimmer defense, that does affect performance. I, I, I really think it does. Like if you're that terrified of screwing up and it's a complicated scheme, it's going to slow you down. It's such a reactionary game. I mean, Ben put it best. Like, you're already a half step kind of behind the offense. So, with Wade Phillips, his coach, and a lot of coaches are like this. You know, Jim Schwartz. I mean, there's a lot of coordinators who lean into simplification. Just see ball, get ball, just go. And that's kind of what a young team needs. So, it was a terrible combination of, all right, a lot of young players, demanding coach, 30th ranked defense. So, it was bound. to. So, I think that simplifying things is going to help. But also, they had to kind of make a bunch of difficult decisions. And I think that in a very short amount of time, uh, the the entire regime here made the right decisions on, okay, like we've got a few weeks to figure out what we want to do with Kirk Cousins. Like, here are the quarterbacks that are available. Here's what we can do with the draft. We can punt on this season think about next year. But, no, he's top ten in this. He's top ten in that. He's top four in passer rating. Let's go. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. I To me, it's admirable because I think a lot of front offices, a lot of head coaches – can walk into a situation and just say, ugh, look at this, look at this absolute dumpster fire of a roster I have. Let's get rid of everybody, buy ourselves time, tell ownership we need three, four years, and think about the future. Where they're they're kind of doing kind of having it both ways. I'm sure this is probably a theme of your podcast, right, Matt? Like they are they are trying to win now with a core. But then seven draft picks just get cut from 2021. <laughs> so I think what you have now is like a, a really good core. Like they've got some studs that make you think they can realistically compete for a Super Bowl. And that NFC, it would not surprise me if the Minnesota Vikings are in the Super Bowl. But what about the depth, right? The depth has to be a concern. Because then, then some of Rick Spielman's mistakes come back to bite you in the, in, in the butt. But isn't, the, isn't it interesting, though, that you have this – Like, we're going to fix the major problem that was here, which was the culture. And that's what we're going to try to make us win. But at the same time, like, you didn't really hedge bets toward the future. So this kind of has to work as you guys learn to do this on the fly. There's so many things you can sprinkle into it, too. I mean, what about the draft when you're trading with teams in your division, right? Down spots, you're handing them players who could 
you know, kick, kick, kick your ass this year where fans are going to remember that. I mean, there's an inherent risk with trading in the division. There's a reason you don't see it. The Packers get guys, the Lions get. So, you know, Jamison Williams is going to be on some fans' minds. Zadarius Smith, huge signing, huge gamble. That, but that could pay off in a big way. So you're right. It's, it's, I think we're so used to just kind of going one direction or the other. Like either there's this team that's all into analytics, you know, some of those old Sashi Brown, uh, Cleveland Brown teams, and you just know, all right, they're just going to try to get 16, 17 draft picks, and they're not going to win this year. And you, know, you kind of know when a team's tanking. And usually fans kind of get behind it. Where this team, they could have gone that route. Um, but the, yeah, I think that I think it is safe to say they are trying to win now with the core that they have now, while still kind of see that's maybe and, and you've talked about this too though, Matt. They kind of hedge in a way. It's not like they just handed Kirk Cousins a, a six-year contract, right? They didn't just throw two hundred fifty million dollars at him. They can get out of this next year. They can move on next year, but they're they're giving it a shot, and I, I like it because it's like our way, our culture. We're going to see how this works with this team, our playbook, our stuff in L.A. that worked. Let's see if it works with Kirk Cousins. Much different than Matt Stafford, but I think you can draw a comparison in that, look, it was so bad before in every conceivable way that if we kind of change the moving parts around these players, around this core, it can work out. It can work out. I mean, Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer almost get into a fight after they win a game on the last second kick. I don't think that Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford were, you know, almost going to swap haymakers and all like that stuff adds up. I, I, I don't know. I think football is a game played by human beings. It's played with a ton of emotion and all that, all those variables are going to be in Minnesota's favor in 2022 compared to 2021. Tyler, great work as always. And we will talk again soon, my friend. All right. Thanks to uh, Tyler Dunn there for popping on. Uh, in fact, the longer version of that interview is on uh, Purple Insider podcast feed. So if you want to hear more from that, actually, I believe I scheduled it to post in nine minutes. So check in 10 minutes uh, for that. If uh, you want to check out my Minnesota Vikings coverage, then Purple Insider is the place to do it. If uh, you are tuning in looking for Shaletta, she will be on the show in about 35, 40 minutes. She is at uh, a uh, charity golf tournament for Be The Change. So we're going to ask her about what she's doing out there, a little bit about her golf game. We were just talking about golf, and it's funny. uh, There are some people who just have natural ability to swing a golf club and hit a golf ball, and those people – should be sent to their own golf island because everyone else struggles with this. And uh, Carrie, you were saying that your your son is four yeah. and can already like really oh, yeah. swing a golf club. Yeah, he's he always. Yeah, I mean we we come. He he's lucky in a golf family, so he kind of has no choice. But um, <laughs> yeah, my my uh, husband takes him golfing. They go golfing. He's always they're at the putting green, um, chipping. We always we can play in the basement. Yeah, he's just always had a golf club kind of in his hand ever since he was little. Well, I mean, he still is very little. But, uh, yeah, he's, he can hit. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to watch. Like ever since he was little. He was little. <laughs> <laughs> he was eight months old, and we had a – yeah, kind of, though. I think for his first birthday, he had a little set of, you know, the plastic golf yeah, clubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the kid's going to golf. I, wouldn't that be great? I think that would be great to be a golfer when you were little instead of – I don't know. I don't want him to play football. Really? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd rather, much rather as a mom, I want to play golf. Let's do that. And uh, spending my whole life covering football, 
even the football men would probably tell you you don't necessarily want your kid to play football. I mean, uh, violent and dangerous as much as I love it. But with golf, um, there's always like everyone has a friend who's probably like your son is going to be everyone's friend where you're like, yeah, my buddy shoots 73 out there while I'm throwing my clubs in the woods. I, Wouldn't that be great? That's, that's a great goal. I want, yeah, I want him to be that kid. There is, yeah. uh, well, there's now the the Live Golf Tour that pays uh, hundreds of millions, so uh, you can uh, maybe leave the cul-de-sac someday if <laughs> he, he, he makes it big. But uh, you know, it was funny with with golf. I think about this um, a lot, just about like how many people try to play golf, which is literally everyone, and yet there is this like tiny little shred of people uh and and what makes you feel so i don't know bad about yourself with golf is that you can have a hole or multiple holes where you're like what phil mickelson and then and then everything goes terribly wrong so you always convince yourself that you're not that far away from being actually good at this and uh, my wife who used to work on the station sloan martin um she bought me a lesson for my birthday, like a golf lesson. And I went to this, the place where they do like the digital analysis and stuff like that. So they videotape you and it's super cool, but they also make you feel like the biggest dope, like not on purpose, but they're just like, Oh yeah, that thing you've been doing your whole life. That's totally wrong. And here's all the data that shows why maybe you could fix it, but uh, probably not. (laughs) That's, and, and that is, that is my golf game. But I am the person that lives right in that, Right in that area where I play well enough to believe I could actually be good at this, but don't have any time to put into it to try to be good at it. And also that wouldn't make that big of a difference. More, more likely than not. And it's a, it's a torturous sport. So I uh, wish your child the best. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a lifelong of hell. So, and, yeah. We'll get him therapy as well. That'll right. be, yes. Enjoy the weather. Uh, no, but I, I'm super jealous. For me, it was uh, basketball as a kid was like that, where it was like two years old or whatever. I could put the ball in a little hoop as a kid. And then, uh, I don't know, I, I think I was the only kindergartner that could take a full-size basketball, like in my class, not ever, uh, in my class, and then put it up in the real hoop and that kind of thing. And it's weird about the things that we are like gifted as children uh, because today – I could go out and make a bunch of shots and just like, I, who did this? Why is it? Why isn't, why am I like this? I don't know. Like without practicing for months and just make a bunch of basketball shots. But if I need to make a six foot putt, absolutely forget it. So anyway, uh, Matthew Collar in for Shaletta. I don't know if Shaletta had a similar rant about playing golf, uh, but we'll talk to her in about 35 minutes. Beautiful day. Hope you're uh, going to have a chance to go out to the fair. So we shall return and make it a little more of a, uh, a, a some football talk here when we return. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.